It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to monday.com. There's a place here at the table. Your coats go by the door. You can kick your shoes off in that pile on the floor. I hope you wore elastic because your waistband's going to get tight. Take time. I'm Sophie and I'm Ari and you're listening to Having a Night, the podcast dedicated to reviving the lost art of the dinner party. Another day, another dinner party lost to COVID. <laughs> another opportunity wasted. Another dinner party for one. Exactly. It's all right. We're going strong. Oh be- boy, are we ever. I mean, listen, having a night is going strong. There're not many nights to be had, but the podcast and um our brand are going strong. That's right, girls. <laughs> what did you eat this week? Anything exciting? You know, I actually ate a lot of exciting food this week. I had an everything bagel, one of the loves of my life. I had one of my favorite meals, just a really good steak with a big bib lettuce salad. What cut of steak? Rib, I, baby, I want rib by or flank steak or skirt steak. Don't give me that filet mignon. I hate that shit. It's so, it's like you don't need teeth to eat it. It has no fat in it. Don't come at me with a filet mignon. You know, know, I did have a a very well cooked, and I don't mean like as in well done. I mean like exquisitely cooked filet mignon the other day. And it was so well done that I thought, oh, I think like the texture of this is uh, making me think that it has more flavor than it does. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was beautiful. It was so soft. It was perfectly cooked, like rare, medium rare, but yeah, at the end of the day, it's just really flavorless. Right. But it's true. It's, there's something about it's so soft. Yeah. It's soft. It's it's, so it feels sort of like sumptuous when you're eating it. Right. But it's not good. It's not that tasty. I mean, if, if I have a filet mignon or a salmon option, please, God, allow me to go to another wedding where those are the options. But salmon <laughs> every day, salmon every day of the week. No questions. Just I'm just on the steak train right now, you know. Oh, yeah. I want to talk about how I cooked it. So tell mm-hmm. me about yours. Choo-choo, the steak train. I cooked a sirloin the other day. I've never just bought like a plain old sirloin. You know, it looks like a cartoon steak. Yes, totally. You know what I mean? It's that big, it's huge, like kind of round with like a little tail and like a white thing in the middle. It just, <laughs> it was great. I mean, it was massive, but really, really easy yeah. to cook and not very expensive. I'm embarrassed to say I don't know that much about the cuts of beef. But one thing let's I get do a butcher know, on here. I know. Let's get a butcher. That is a big oversight that we have not had a butcher. We should get like a really good old school New York butcher. Uh, listeners, if you have any suggestions, send them our way. You know what's another not good cut? Sirloin tri-tip. It's like a teeny triangle of steak and it's so dry. I mean, I'm sure it was just the quality of the meat that I was eating, but- not very good. Yeah, this was a ribeye. I sous vide it. Sous vide it. I don't know what the past. I don't know either, is. and I struggle every day. I think it's sous vide. 
but I think he's kind of like a dick. So, so then when you say sous vide it, you sound less like a dick because it sounds like you're kind of messing up the word. Yeah, I sous vide it. Yeah, <laughs> which is what I did. So I sous vide it at 129 degrees for about an hour and a half. It was a very thick steak, and then I seared it in that oil-free cast iron skillet, meaning I didn't pre-oil it. It's amazing because you take it out of that bag, your sous vide bag, whatever bag you've chosen. And like, it's already cooked, but it looks raw, obviously, mm-hmm. because it's basically just been like boiling, baking mm-hmm. in its own juices. And then you sear it and it just like the way that it crisps up is so satisfying. God, it was good. But what I actually <laughs> ate this week was this crazy smoked mushroom chawan mushi at Olmsted in Brooklyn. And it was so good. Okay. That's what I ate. What'd you eat? I love chawan mushi. I really want to figure out how to make it. Wait, let's talk about how do you think you make it? Cause it's just an egg custard that then you steam, right? I do think there's something else in it. I don't know if it's like maybe like some kind of rice flour, something that makes it super custardy. I don't think it's dairy. There's definitely broth in it, obviously. No, I just mean like it's it's not souffle. Like if you were just to bake it as an egg, you know, it would get like. Right. It would rise. Right. There's just something so creamy about it, but not dairy-y. I don't know. Let's look into this. Let's Google it. We have a good family friend who's Japanese who always makes it and brings it over. And it's delish with like some mushrooms and little shrimp in it. This teeny tiny shrimp. And it's like going through a treasure hunt if you find little treasures in your chamon mushi. That's right. Yeah. Okay. We need activities while we're eating. Okay. What about you? We took over... Doray's Instagram on Sunday for all of you guys who don't know. It was really fun. It was really exhausting, but Sophie and I both kind of documented our Sundays and posted them on Doray's feed. And Doray is like this beautiful, like extremely well curated lifestyle. They're not a brand started, company. Well, yeah. It started as a blog by this woman, Garance Doray, who was like yeah. one of the first, very first fashion bloggers, which is so wild to think about. And now it's like a, yeah, it's like a blog slash website, I suppose. Anyway, we had no business being on it, but very thankful they asked. I mean, I like to think of myself as, as chic. You're definitely chic, but we're just kidding. I'm an idiot dressed in (laughs) sheep's clothing. (laughs) We brought our a game. It was great, but we met over zoom since we were obviously in separate places and we cooked our friend Kalu Henry's, um, recently kind of not award-winning. She should, it should win an award, but her recipe, for this white roasted tomato, white bean stew, won the most popular vegetarian recipe on the New York Times. We made it. It was delicious. It's amazing how just taking care of a few really solid ingredients, like, and I mean, like taking care, like really caring for them. Yeah. Perfectly. Giving a shit about them. them. Giving, you know, and making sure they are high quality, really, you know, as opposed to just throwing the tomatoes and roasting them first, it makes a world of difference. It really does. Wait, I wanted to actually talk about how did we both, how did we each cook it? Because part of our plan was that we were both going to do like our spin on it, which the recipe doesn't need a spin, but Mm -hmm. for PR purposes on Doré, we did a spin. So what did, how did you cook yours? What kind of broth did you use? I used um, some chicken broth that I had made, which I think, you know, I've said it once, I'll say it again. Broth, homemade broth makes all the difference in any recipe that needs broth or in any recipe that doesn't need broth. It will fix any problem unless the problem is baking a cake. Yeah. Um, I was going to steam, make mine more tomato-y than bean-y and Mm. steam some like flaky white fish in it. 
Oh, interesting. Well, we had have made some white fish and white beans before, yeah. but I've had it, you know, as more of a sauce. Anyway, the recipe was so good. And I was looking at the fish and I was like, and running out of time because we were taking a million pictures. I was like, I'm just going to serve it as is. And I just threw in some kale. Done. Oh, and, and I put a lot of hot oil on it. Ooh, hot. Oh, you mean like, like chili pepper oil? oil. Nice. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that sounds really yummy. The kale, did it, did you have to chop it really fine for it to wilt? No. I, kale is still, kale, kale still confounds me. I feel like if you cook it long enough, it's delicious. But if you don't cook it long enough, it's a mess. Yeah. Whatever. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. You guys have heard me talk on here about dashi a lot. And I mm. use dashi as my broth. And it was so freaking good because it has that, it adds that smokiness. Yeah. Of the bonito flakes. So it's like, it just has it, it added like this depth of flavor that was really, really nice. Just a beautiful you, soup. Perfect. Did you do the whole thing in the Instant Pot? No, no, no. I cooked my beans. I, I, I just cooked my beans in the Instant Pot instead of using canned beans. And then I just did it on the stove. And I made a little pesto since I've been growing basil in my apartment, a tiny basil plant that is I loved, quite fruitful. I loved the way you styled it. It was very doré. Oh my God. Trey doré. It was so minimal and like this, because I thought this pesto was going to be more of a drizzle, but it was like a little scoop. It was like a little, I'm doing the spoon thing. Canal. 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 Yep. Canal of pesto. Well, I didn't quite put in enough basil for how many pine nuts I had added. It was a very pine nutty one, which is why it, it was so um Yes, I see. But it was delicious. Anyway, I mean, pesto, you can't go wrong. And the video uh, you made of making the pesto, bravo. You, did you post that to our feed? Because you should. I oh, I will. You okay, should. maybe I'll do it later. Absolutely. Uh, what a big lead up to a very big guest. This week, it's our final week of guestuary. What did we call January? We were like guesty January, jammy, jam- whatever. The, the week is a month of guests. Exactly. We had on a lot of guests this month. Next month, we are returning to our normal format, which is Ari and I one week, guest the next. We have on the fantastic Matthew Hoffman. You may know him as the voice of Love Island. Yep. The hilarious and also very poignant narrator of Love Island. He's a TV personality, an actor, just like the person who you want to hang out with all day long. Like the person at a party that everyone is drawn to. He's magnetic. So quick, so funny. Very quick, very funny. I mean, he's a proper host. Yeah, exactly. In, in all the ways. showbiz sense of the word. What a quality to have. What a quality to possess. Mm-hmm. So I think you guys are just going to love this episode. I mean, we had the most fun taping it, of course. So listen up. Pour yourself a glass of pet nat or bubbly water or whatever it is you're drinking and enjoy. Here we are. Okay, we're doing it. We're here with Matthew. Oh gosh, it's happening. <laughs> I have to say, I'm, I'm all, I was very, almost, of all the interviews I've done, I think I'm most afraid of this interview. What <laughs> are you talking about? We're too quiet. I feel like my palate is wildly undeserving of this platform. So there's that for one. Two, I feel like in my head, like I want us to be future best friends. And I feel like if you guys find out that I put Lunchables on a serving tray and call it charcuterie, (laughs) it's like, it's over. And three, I just really hope I do a good job. So like Ari can send me tortillachi after. Oh my God. (laughs) Done. Although it would be a very expensive uh, 
shipment. A lot of dry ice, I think. I'll fit the bill. I'll fit the bill. Done. <laughs> that is so sweet. Well, you Thanks know what? For having me. Of course. We are so honored that you're here. And you know what? It's not about your taste in food as long as you enjoy food. Sophie Love and I food. always say. Actually, I've enjoyed too much of it in this quarantine. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Haven't we I've all? had many nights. Oh, by myself. <laughs> oh, she's here. <laughs> she's arrived. <laughs> to those who don't know and who haven't yet guessed, you have a background in theater like us, specifically musical theater. Yeah, I was a musical theater boy growing up. Love that. First of all, what's your favorite show? Oh, God. Oh, my God, that's such a good question. That is such a good question. And it's, it's like- So basic. Things- it's like choosing your like favorite kids, right? It's like, oh my God, how do I even, oh man, uh, favorite show? Or like of the moment, what have you been yeah, like of the I, week? Well, I think like favorite show, Into the Woods, um, uh, Into the Woods, Chicago, obviously. I mean, come on, um, uh, Avenue Q, just cause it's fun, uh, Book of Mormon, you know, everything. I just love it all. I miss it all. I miss it, I miss it, I miss it. Here's a question. Is there a very popular show that you don't like? Like, is there one where ever you know everybody's a huge fan, and you're like, that show secretly sucks? There, uh, there was one that was a massive commercial success that I just didn't get. It rhymed with um, liquid, and I was I, like, I, okay, I, I mean, I get it, but like, all right, like, calm down, everybody. Um. I never saw it. Oh my god, I, my friend Danny Friedman, who. Danny is my friend who I went to college with and he comes on like every, we do this Instagram live called chip hour, every chip hour he's there wreaking havoc, but he took me, I don't know, for my birthday or something. And I was like, this is going to be such a piece of shit. And I had the best time so drunk. And I just, I was like, alphabet. Yes. I just have this friend actually took me uh, for my birthday. That's so funny. Um, (laughs) It's a birthday show. It was. I went sober though. So, so there you go. Mm. <laughs> Always a mistake. Can you eat before you oh, go on I stage? Have I have to. And like, I feel like, let's put it this way. Every episode of Love Island you will ever hear was recorded like moments after the biggest burrito you've ever seen in your life. Um, <laughs> I could tell by the yeah. sound of your voice. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, 12 pounds of Cheez-Its, you know, um, just literally raiding craft services. Like, I, I have to eat. Um, I think it's like a stress thing too, but also like, I mean, like I'm sure professionals are like, oh my God, don't, you know, eat that before whatever. But I'm like, <laughs> I need to like, feel like it's alive. Like I just need to like eat. Um, yeah. And then to like the schedule for the show, it's, you know, I get there very early. So like my breakfast is not really breakfast. It's like pre-breakfast, but oh, by the yeah. time you get like normal breakfast, it's like actually lunch. So then by the time you get to like your lunch, it should be dinner and you just keep eating. I just, I gained this last season, I gained about 12 pounds in like a month. Wow. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like I, I have to eat a lot. Yeah. What is your favorite thing to see on a craft services table? Oh gosh. I'm sorry, I know that's a pop quiz. I know we didn't have that in the prepared question. That is no, it's like it's like Sophie's choice. Literally, it's like what I mean, who do I <laughs> I'm like a savory, so like I love like give me like the chocolate chip cookies for days. But then also like I will gladly do that. And then right after that, I'll do like I love Cheez Its. You know, it's you like too. give me like four bags of Cheez Its and so just good. like you feel like it's like, oh, there's only like 12 in here, but then you eat like 11 bags. And like, <laughs> yeah, this is great. And then you wonder why you're tired. <laughs> like, oh, I'm exhausted. I, I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. 
Can we jump into Love Island a little bit? Because yeah. Ari and I both started watching season two. We were like, okay, we're talking to Matthew. Watch a little bit of Love Island. Okay, what the fuck do they eat? Are they allowed to eat? Is it like carrots and tattoos? <laughs> like, is there, how does it work? Do they ever cook for themselves? Like, can they do, can they order like takeout? You know what's so funny? And this is good. You're going to think like, oh, Matthew, what a stock answer. But it's like, I literally only know what you guys know. Like, (laughs) I swear. Like, and I'm very adamant. Um, You know, every season I've been very adamant. It's like, you know, it's a 24 hour show. And I come in early, early in the morning and things happen at night, obviously, while I'm asleep. And I don't want to know anything that does not happen if it's not on camera. So it's like the highest compliment, um, you know, for me that I get is like, oh, you say, you know, people say to me, you say exactly what I'm thinking. And that's the highest thing. Cause it's like, I don't know anything more to this day. I don't know. Like my dad knows more about the show than I, he's like, oh my God, da da da, just broke up with that. I'm like, oh, cool. Like what, where are you finding this information? Um, you know, so, um, as far as food goes, I know that they cook for themselves. Oh, that's all I got. Uh, coming. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, but that's, that's all I got. And I know that season one, um, the boys did a, um, like a, a day, uh, trip into Fiji and got to pick out like food from the market, which looked really fun and, um, very Fijian. And that was really, really cool to like, see it. Cause I didn't, uh, you know, get to experience that type of stuff. Oh, like, so, I'm in a sound booth by myself. Yeah. <laughs> Padded windowless room living my best life. I hear it's beautiful outside. Oh my uh, God. <laughs> I feel like obviously you were incredibly entertaining. You're an entertainer. Do you like to entertain at home? It sounds like you don't really cook, which is totally fair, right. but do you have people over? Do you like to go to parties? Do you like to drink? What do you like to eat? What yeah, are you doing I, on a t- typical I night? love, I love to go to parties. Like I love to, I love theme parties. I love like dressing up. I love like, you know, all of that stuff. As far as like having people over, like right before quarantine, I had like a, a brunch thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a, as a homosexual, I think that's like a rite of passage, right? You have to have a brunch in your house or else one you has a brunch. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> uh, and that to me was low maintenance and like fine because it was just like this buffet and it was, you know, drinks were easy. It was like mimosas and like, it wasn't like all of this stuff. Um, cause I think I, I, I get very stressed out when I have like people like, Oh my God, am I doing this right? And is everyone oh. okay? And like all of that stuff. So that to me was like fun, but I have a great group of friends that we do these like theme parties, like Halloween parties, or like, you know, we did, we do like, even in quarantine, we, we, we read movies over oh. with like oh, wigs so and costumes. And it's like, it's the most DIY fun you can have with a bunch of like actors, you know, who are just trying to pass, you know, the time. And like, that to me has been like a fun kind of thing. Cause you can't really have like a real dinner party over zoom. It's a mess. Uh, So I think like if you, if you have an actual task and people are in like, you know, DIY stuff with whatever they have in the house, it's, it's a good time. That's a really fun idea. Cause Ari and I have been talking about, you know, we're like, this is a podcast that's all about dinner parties, which obviously we have not been throwing for the last right. year. Yeah. And so, and we keep on talking about like, how do you throw a successful Zoom dinner party? You don't. You yeah. fucking can't. So you just can't. get over it. It's a mess. And like instead, you see your friends over Zoom exactly and throw on a wig and do something that doesn't involve like, mm, I'm eating this and it tastes. It's like it just it takes the joy out of it. 
Yeah. And also like, what's good about that is like, we just did clue. Right. And everyone has like a cue. So like you're paying attention, you're like present, you're not doing other stuff. Right. It's very fun. Yeah. Right. I recommend yes. highly. That's a great idea. So themes. Yes. What about games? Are you someone who like wants to sit at the dinner table for hours and hours and talk? Or are you like, come on, we're playing Parcheesi or whatever it is. I, I kind of like like just a dinner party. I feel Me like too. if you go to a, like a dinner party and then you have that one host, who I think everyone thinks is me, <laughs> but it's really not. It's like, everybody gather around. It's seven o'clock. You're like, shut up. I want to catch up with Daphne in the corner talking about her third husband. You know, like to me, yes. I'm that. I, I think that if you put something like that in a casual atmosphere, it becomes this expectation. And it's like your guests have to entertain you. I don't know. Forced For me, fun. Yeah. Ooh, forced fun. No. Yeah, forced fun. That's what it is. And I think the thing is like, there's a time and a place for forced fun. If you're with like a very close group of friends and you've all decided that you're going to play this game or whatever, or like you're desperate to play celebrity or something. And it's, it's a close group of friends that sees each other often enough that you don't, that you're not waiting to catch up. Okay, yes. fine. Then do the forced fun. But like, if it's a dinner party that has strangers and, you know, people who you're hoping are going to mingle, it doesn't jive. It's just. Mm -hmm. And then the, I feel like the guests feel nervous. Like, oh, I have to be funny or, oh, I have to be, you know, whatever. And it's just, yeah, not for me. Not for me. Okay. Since you said that you threw a brunch, that yeah. sounds like that was your most recent my most recent and most successful. Yes, I think. What it did was you gonna... serve? Yes, that was my question. Okay, so what did I serve? I we had bagels. <laughs> wow, look <laughs> at you, LA bagels. Did you find good LA bagels? Is there such a thing? Okay, ladies, cover your ears. This is just for the listeners. Okay, Whole, Whole Foods bagels. Oh my god. Okay, stab <laughs> me in the heart. And that was Matthew Hoffman. Thank you so much, Matthew. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> It's weird. The, uh, the connection and seems no, to be lost. I'm, I'm from Long Island. So it's like, how dare you, sir? Um, <laughs> how dare you? Native New Yorker. Ugh. I know. It's just not right. Um, yeah. Uh, so I did that. We did the eggs. We did the bacon. Um, we did like a frittata, which was really, really good. Really simple. Just with like potatoes, scallions, um, you know, that type of deal. Uh, yeah. And then like pastries and then like mimosas. And then I was done. It was kind of like it was, it was a low key, like I can barely fill up a Brita tank with water. So like, that, <laughs> like literally like that was like, what a feat. Um, so are you one of these people who like, if we opened your refrigerator, it's diet Cokes and like Fiji. Okay. 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 It's worse than that. Oh I'm not God. even kidding. Go on my Instagram. There is a photo that oh, of yeah. my fridge on election day when, uh, obviously, when Biden had won. And I literally, the only thing, this was not staged. And I got so many DMs. People genuinely <laughs> concerned. Yeah, you see it. Genuinely concerned that for my my safety and my whatever. I have nothing in my fridge at all times. Like literally a barren, it's spotless. It is like, it like came with like, like the factory warning and like, that. <laughs> I had nothing. I mean, like literally nothing in the fridge. Cause it's like, you know, it's LA, New York. You're always going somewhere. You're always doing something. It's like, you know, whatever. And I, I just, yeah. Oops. <laughs> well then I applaud you for making that brunch. I, yeah, I was you. thinking for brunchy people, Doing like a granola bar, come on, as in like 
just have some granola, all the berries, some Greek yes. yogurt, a really nice honey. Like it's such an easy, beautiful. It is. I have to do that the next one. When we get out of quarantine, I'll do like a, I'll do a, a, a tribute to you. So <laughs> I'll send you a really good granola recipe, even though I get the feeling you probably won't make it, but that's okay. No, I will make it. I will take a photo and I will tag you in it. I promise you. Boom. <laughs> Having a brunch. Having a brunch. This Having is an off show that no one asked for with Matthew. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's right. LA. How many years have you lived in LA? Oh man, I many. Been, you know what's weird is that LA, you know, I'm from New York, but LA to me, I, I accidentally moved there. It wasn't this like year of planning, like, oh, I'm gonna move to LA. Like it just kind of like happened. And thank God, because I would have never, I would have never done it. But what's deceiving about LA, and I don't know if other Angelinos are listening and, and appreciate this if they've come from the East Coast or whatever, but for me, there's no markings of time in LA mm. because exactly. the weather is like every right. day is Groundhog's Day. So it's not like, oh, that winter was the worst. Remember the storm of, you know, like what it's like, it's the most beautiful spring day every single day. So all of a sudden, like, you know, Facebook will be like, memories 11 years ago. You're like, how is that even possible? But um, oh I've been in LA for 15 years, uh, which is so crazy. Even saying that out loud is so crazy. Um, but it's my it's my city. It's my love. I love it so much for so many reasons. And Ari, you have to move here. I know. <laughs> I really want to. Well, I will. Yes. I will. And then we'll go bagel shopping at Whole Foods. It'll be a dream. Um, <laughs> actually, there's a bagel place in LA that has legitimately good bagels. It's one block west of Erewhon, right across from the CBS lot. It is the Bagel Boss. Exactly. It fantastic. It is directly across from CBS. It's my favorite, like, random post-recording lunchtime lunch thing. I will get a sesame seed bagel there with mm. chicken salad and cucumbers. And they know me and they're like, ma'am, the usual. And I'm like, yes, thank you. Uh, it's it's so LA. I will touch a bagel from. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit about like Hollywood lore and like myths. Yeah. I feel like there are these epic Hollywood nights that you hear about. I, are there any, any stories like that, that you have either experienced or like know about? Um, actually also in front of the CBS lot at a red light, Molly Shannon just turned to my left and just like, Oh, Hey girl. And like, <laughs> literally like roll down the windows. Like, I love you. Um, and it's, but it's this weird city where it's like, anything can happen. Yeah. You know, much like New York. It's like, you know, what I loved about New York was like, your, your life could change when you left your apartment that day, right? Like there's so much um, mm -hmm. opportunity and whatever. And, and like LA, it's this unbelievable small town yeah. that just goes on and on and on. And everybody knows everybody who knows everybody. Like you're all connected. And I think there's this, because I think like, you know, topography wise, it's this, you know, 20 towns in search of a city but it is really such an intimate um, uh, town based on the business, right? So it's like, you know, what's great about New York is you have so many interesting people from so many different facets of like community and, 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 and industries. And LA, everyone pretty much is serving one industry, not to paint 
Los Angeles with the broadest brush possible, but it's no, very I love it. rare if you like, oh wait, you're just a doctor? Like, that's it? Like, like what do you mean? You, you do lips? Oh, you do other things. This is unbelievable. Like, you know, so it's, it's pretty rare that in some capacity people are not, you know, servicing the entertainment industry. So like, that's what's so cool about it. And that's what like, you know, it's, it's one of those like things when you have those days or those nights where you're like, oh my God, I left my town and I'm here. And mm-hmm. like, I'm amongst these creative, you know, geniuses and like, oh, that's where this happened. Or, oh, you know, it's, it's this magical city that I think gets, gets painted as this kind of like Hollywood land thing, but it's really a small town um, is how I look at it. I love it so much. And it's, it's, it's beautiful town. Um, and there's so much history, like just so much history at every corner. I love that. And I love how since everything closes down there, it's not like a 24 hour city in the same sense that New York is, mm-hmm. then you, you always just end up at someone's home. Like the, the house parties there are just insane. You're, you're like, in someone's house on the hills, like, I, you know, you have no idea whose house it is. It's incredible. I mean, exactly. I think New Yorkers have diners. You end up at a diner right. and in LA, you end up in like some like shady living room with a zebra rug. And you're like, how did I get here? Right. <laughs> how did I get here? And oh my God, da da da. that's da 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 in the kitchen. You're like, right. oh, wow. Like, this is so crazy. I actually went to, um, this was a planned party, so this was not an accidental thing, but it was one of those moments where like, what is happening? Like, just what is going on? And I went to, dropping names in three, two, one, Mark Ronson, who I love, uh, I went oh. to a Grammy party of his, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. And you know, he's the coolest, nonchalant, like just like amazing. And I went into, the, it was at this gorgeous, gorgeous home. And there was like a library room, like off like the main room. And I went in there to like check my phone or something. I kid you not, literally on the couch in this library uh, was, wait for it, Beyonce and Jay just sitting on this couch. And I'm like, what is yeah. happening? And of course I walk into every room, like, like I'm Kramer. So it was like, how do I get out of this after this musical with no music? I just like, you know, walked in on, and I sat down on this, like, it was this long sectional. I sat down on like the other side of the sectional being oh, like, God. someone come get me. I mean, this is so like, what, what do I do? And they knew what was going on. And then they left shortly after that, but they were like, oh, <laughs> oh my so God. Embarrassing for me. But that's yeah, exactly what I needed to do. One of those crazy, <laughs> like, it's like in, in LA, you just never know, like, who's in the room, who's in the house, like, all of this stuff. It's, it's, it's kind of everything you think you would hear. I don't know. LA obviously has these, like, hilarious hot spots. Obviously, we have the Musso and Franks, very historical. But then right. we have the not-so-historical, like, the Chaconis, the right. Cays, all of these places. Catch. Do you yep. go to these places? Do you like to frequent them? Or are you like, oh my God, been there, done that? Like I've made d at places like this. I, I don't- there, There's some I steer clear of, uh, you know, they're kind of like the planet Hollywoods of like LA. And it's <laughs> like, we're going to go to be seen and, you know, see and be seen. And you're like, okay, we did that a couple of years ago. You know, I'm a little over that. But I, I will say as far as like Hollywood lore goes and like, you know, drenched in like history yeah. for me- 
love a sunset tower. I just oh, think it's like I the biggest. It's the way to do Hollywood right. You yes. know, it's like, it's glamorous. It's aware. It's not trying to be anything. It's not, it, it'll be standing longer than I am. Hopefully knock on wood, you know? So there's something very glamorous about that to me. There's it, cause it's so intimate, right? It's not this like spectacle. It's just right. like, 20 tables and like, you know, in this, in this old glamour, you know, you couldn't recreate it today. There's something very like chic about it to me and very um, Hollywood and not a pretentious type of way, if that makes sense. Like you're not, I feel like people are genuinely going there to have a good dinner, have good wine and mm -hmm. not like be seen there. And the people that you do see there, most of the time their backs are to the door anyway. So I feel like it's genuinely, you know, it's, it's, it's a great place to be. Yeah. So classic. So classic. It's so like, classic. Oh, yeah, you just feel glamorous when you, I don't know, up <sighs> until the credit card gets declined, you feel very glamorous. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. Do you drink or are you an, an LA person who does not drink? You know, I don't really drink at all, but if I do, if I go to like a sunset tower, like whatever, I'm, I'm so boring. I'm like a bubbles for troubles. I'm just like, give me a glass of champagne. I know exactly what it is. I know what I'm getting into. I know what three is going to look like on my body. I know mm -hmm. what five is going to look like. I know what the <laughs> next day is going to be. So I'm just like, give me a glass and we'll, we'll be fine. But I don't like drink, drink because also too, it's like, you do have your car a lot of the times, even if you, True. you know. It's fair. Plus, you never know who you're going to run into, and you could make a fool of yourself if you're too drunk. Imagine if I was sloshed with, with Beyonce on the couch. I mean, oh. she didn't need all that. Oh, she didn't my need God. it sober. <laughs> I would watch that show. That could be a musical. Just Beyonce, Jay-Z, and Matt Hoffman. The shortest uh, musical ever. It would be like, excuse me, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, we're leaving. And but then it's just you monologuing about what could have been. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love it. What celebs are like throwing crazy parties? Like the Kardashians? Gosh. Like I've who? never been I've never been lucky enough to be on on that list in the Hidden Hills guest list. I have not oh made God. it. I have I not made feel like they don't really throw parties cuz I think they're probably like we are so in the public eye all the time. We just want to chill when we're alone. Yeah, I also when feel like free. even if they even if they do throw parties, it's like them, like on a couch, like an outdoor couch with like a fur blanket, just like, you know, and like kind of eating past hors d'oeuvres, but like not doing anything. <laughs> I interviewed um, Kim back in the day, talk about Hollywood, like way back, like ye before she was even like a thing. And she had a one bedroom apartment uh, right oh off God. of um, Robertson. And I went to the apartment oh and- Wait, like when she was Paris's assistant? Uh, probably shortly after that. Shortly oh after that. And it was the craziest, craziest thing. I have photos of it still to this day. And it was like, whoa, this town, anything can happen. <laughs> I mean, I imagine she's probably, she was probably very sweet. She was the sweetest. She yeah. was the softest, like very soft-spoken, like yeah. very, very, very sweet. I will say um, it was a one-bedroom, very modest apartment. Um, and um, two things struck me from that day. Uh, uh, one, when I, it was in an apartment building and when I hit the buzzer, her name wasn't on the buzzer. And there was, I'm not even kidding, it said princess. 
No. Oh, God. God. So and um, I called my producer. I remember this distinctly because I was like, I guess this is hers. And it was like process of elimination. And I rang it and then came upstairs. And uh, the rest is um, not history, but I had a good day. And she was yep. lovely. And I've, I've seen her since many times. And um, she's just very, very sweet and kind and soft. She's very, She just struck me as very soft and like very outspoken yeah. and demure almost. Okay, let's play a little game. We are pairing mostly celebrities from the 90s with cocktails. Okay. So, for instance, like pink is a Mai Tai. Like I'm just making yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Let's start with uh, Britney in, you know, 99, like Britney heyday, oops, I did it again type. Oh, okay. Um, I say uh, something poppy, something bubbly and innocent. Yeah. Like, I want to say like a, a Bellini, like I want to say like not just champagne, but like something really sweet or like a Shirley Temple with like, yeah, that's what I'm going like, like a shot of vodka. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like she didn't tell like, like a spiked punch, you know, that like they didn't tell like her mom, you know? Yeah. Cause yeah. she was like so young. I love that. I was thinking Shirley Temple too. Like yeah, something Shirley with like a Temple. lot of grenadine in it that like yeah. would give you a horrible hangover if you're over 25 years old but it looks and would good. kill you if you're over 30. But when you're like 18, you could drink 50 of them and feel 50 fine. Of them. Yeah. yeah. That's what I say. With like an umbrella in it. Yes. Love it. What okay. Brittany Vegas. Brittany Vegas. Um, a dark and stormy. Oh, okay. I love Ooh, it. God, I loved her <laughs> show. Paris Hilton in the early 2000s. Paris, early 2000s, strikes me as someone who is heavily influenced by sex in the city. So I'm going Cosmo. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. I was almost going to say that bottle of champagne that was alone in your refrigerator. (laughs) (laughs) It's gone, girl. (laughs) How dare you? Kim K, maybe Kim K around the time that you were interviewing her? Oh, princess. Um, Around the time I was interviewing her, something aspirational. Mm-mm. Something yeah. uh, glitzy. I would say like a glass of Dom. I mean, not to go champagne again, but I feel like something aspirational, something like yeah, to our future, right. <laughs> right? Like a really expensive, like she's like the girl dinner, that I but she's ordering a really expensive do. champagne. Yes, yeah, that's that's what I'm going with. I love oh. that. What um, about Christina? Mm-mm. Ooh, she's so really. Sorry. Yeah, tequila. No, that's good. But like, not just tequila. Tequila with like a riff. So it's like tequila, like just yes. something loud <laughs> and just like like yeah, like tequila. Yeah. Yeah. I love her. Yep. Same. So much. Okay, I think this is a very good one. All right, I came up with this. Uh, Lindsay Lohan, both American and Greek. Ah. Uh, okay. 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 Um, I go way back with that girl. I love her very, very, very much. Um, she actually put me in one of her movies. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Which? Uh, the Canyons, which I hadn't seen. So if you saw it, tell me if you see me. Um, but Wait, I, is that the Brad Easton Ellis one? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. The what one? Did, it? <laughs> Did I make the cut? Um, yeah, we were hanging out around that time and we were close and she was the best. And um She's like, hey, I'm doing a movie. Want to be in it? I'm like, twist yes. my arm, ma'am. <laughs> um, I actually have a photo of myself in her extensions from that movie. <laughs> pretty amazing. Uh, so for that, around that time, I'm going to go with, she's like my favorite redhead. So I'm going to do something like ruby red, like a pomegranate gimlet. 
Mm. Oh my God. Around that time. Lots of them around that time, but that's what I'm, I'm going with. Uh, and then the Greek days, I'm just going to like, let's throw it in a milkshake. Let's do some feta cheese. Let's do like, <laughs> some, like, like a, a grape leaf garnish, something just sloppy and like fun, you know? <laughs> I yeah. love it. I mean, you could do like a Bloody Mary with a feta and a and a dolma garnish. Why not? That is why I've oh come to this. Yes, to get tips for. Yes, that's what we're going with. That's exactly oh what because it's red. That. Also, can we backtrack? Play back the tape. Like I full on said, like feta cheese milkshake. <laughs> I'm like, and I was like, yes, I can. I'm. Yeah. You I would drink this, and Sophie was like, "Can he get off my show, please?" No. <laughs> we will elevate this. <laughs> this is a modern, uh, contemporary person, but like my favorite Dua Lipa, everyone's favorite. I'm everyone's so in love with favorite. her. Honestly, I would, I, for her, I would, whatever her dad is drinking, I'm drinking. Have you Googled her father? No. Oh, oh the most handsome man you will ever. Yeah. Type Shut away. Type away. So whatever he's having, I'm having, I don't care. Oh, wow. He is quite handsome. Whoa. Most, Sorry. Yeah, Some photos you're like, damn. Damn, the most handsome man. So whatever he's drinking, I'm drinking. I don't care. Okay. Kylie. Kylie Minogue. Ooh. I love. Something full-bodied, ages well, obviously. Yes. So I'm Doesn't going- Doesn't age at all. Like it's unbelievable. So I'm going with like a Malbec or something like just like classic. Love her. Love her love so her. much. Nicole Richie. I gotta throw her in there because we did we you did really want to. Paris. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna do the Nicole of like the simple life, Nicole. Oh Ooh. yes. And I'm going with like Azima. Oh, oh <laughs> <with> Azima. <laughs> she she strikes me as like a good time, like high school nights, like just like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's like Azima in her purse in like the 90s. Like, so Love yeah. Yes. Um, how about my girl Mariah? Something D, I mean, just what is the diva, diva est drink on earth? What is that? Yeah, it could be like Cure the, Royale. Oh, Cure sure. Royale. Or is yeah. she just like a hot toddy because she's got to preserve those pipes? No, yeah. no. Just to coat the cords. I also feel like too, like, I feel like it's like, hear me out for a second. Close your eyes. Maybe it's just like a martini glass with diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> Like completely yes. unedible and undrinkable, but just mm-hmm. like, oh, darling, it's, you know, it's whatever. Yeah, that's what right. I'm doing. God, I love her so much. Okay, Ari, you had a big topic that you wanted to raise, it seemed. Well, I know that Matthew here, before he was uh, the wonderful host and performer that we know him as today, worked at a restaurant that we will not name. And I, and I just want to know, like as someone who was a professional at a very, very kind of high end LA place, like what, what lessons did you learn? Like what, what did you take home? Like how, I mean, when you're working at hospitality at, at a, at that level, I know you don't have to answer any of this and we can also cut it, but if you care to enlighten us not about any gossip but like what can what can we do at home in order to make our guests feel so special yeah well i mean i obviously anyone who moves to la with no plan uh does uh does many gigs um and i i survived uh many and how i did not get fired daily is i mean it's astounding it's absolutely <laughs> astounding i always had to have a day job 
um, because I didn't hit it, you know, for a very long time. Um, yeah. And I loved it. Like, I loved it. I had like, it was the part of my life that I look back on and I was like, that was the most fun. You had no pressure. You had no um, uh, expectation. It was just like, oh, I'm doing this thing. And, you know, lifelong friends of people just trying to come up and, and live. And, you know, this Propecia does not pay for itself. So you gotta <laughs> have a day job. And um, I, I did. And I always did it in the capacity that did not pay well but what I was good at. So in the restaurant world, like I could not be a waiter. Like I'm not qualified <laughs> to talk to you, to get your shit right. Like there's just no way that that's happening through my body. Like I'm, I'm not qualified to make those, those, those things. So I always wanted to be a host mm -hmm. um, in the restaurant that paid nothing, but I, I did it because I loved talking to people mm -hmm. and I didn't want the responsibility of screwing up their meal. <laughs> like I did not right. want that responsibility. So I loved it so much. And I, I got so attached to guests and, and I knew who they were having affairs with. I knew who their lawyer was. I knew who their agent was. I knew, I mean, like I literally was so ingrained right. in people's lives and people would call up restaurants, like asking for like, Oh, can I get a table? Like da da da. And people would say no. And they're like, is Matthew there? And like, it was like the running gag. It was like, and it was like, oh my God, and like people would text me directly. And it was like this crazy thing. And, um, but yeah, I mean, it was the greatest education of my life. And I mean that seriously in the sense that it's like not the greatest, but it was a, it was a great um, time of my life because I, I learned so much, like how to treat people how to mm -hmm. make people feel special, how to remember, oh my gosh, your dog passed away six months ago that I had seen you last. Like I, you know, I'm kind of like gay rain, man. Like if we don't see each other for 20 years, I'll remember exactly what you were wearing, you know, like all of that stuff. And, and that really made people feel special. And, um, I did it to make people feel seen, I guess. Um, and, um, yeah, so I, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Um, and I also learned like great skills, like one of my favorite takeaways from that time is like, kill them with kindness. Mm -hmm. They're still dead. <laughs> Meaning like <laughs> you, can say, you have to say no to people. And I, you know, I'm very specific. I don't like people not liking me. I don't like, you know, being the bearer of bad news, but there's a way to do things uh, to get your point across in a, in a way that people feel seen. And, you know, in the service industry, it's not easy to do that. Uh, so I, I, I feel like I had kind of mastered that uh, on, my, yes. on my way out. <laughs> it's such a microcosm of like how civilization working at a restaurant. It, it really is. I think everybody should do it. I think everybody should do it because you, you, you will never look at a restaurant the same way again, right? I mean, like there's that. And then also too, it's like, it's just people skills. Like it's yeah. like, it's the most um, elementary way of like talking to people, making an art into like, like I mastered, I, I treated hosting and restaurants and many throughout the years as my own talk show. Like I literally mm -hmm. did. It was like, I have a guest that I have about a minute to walk with. I will make them laugh. And then on their way out, 
they'll get their little after dinner mint. I'll say something funny and they leave. And like, that's it. And it was this most entertaining, like enjoyable, like exchange for me. I loved it, loved it, loved it. So did you feel like you would spend their meal crafting your exit line for them? Or, I mean, listen, clearly you It was crafted crafted before they arrived. It was like, (laughs) it was ready to go. It was like, I, it was, it was, yeah. I would get in so much trouble People were like, you're not the guest, get away from their table. And I would just talk to people for like, literally like, and people would say, oh, sit down, have a drink, da, da, da. And it's like, I I just loved it because you can walk away at any time, right? It's Mm -hmm. not like you went to dinner with people. You could like do a one-liner, bye. And like, that that was it. Or like, wow, this is boring. Um, Oh, got a trouble in the kitchen. Got to go. Like they trusted me within 20 feet of that kitchen. But it was like, you know, you always had an out, which I loved. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We have a couple more tiny, teeny little games. Okay, I'm here for all of them. Okay, I'm really into this. All right, okay, okay, okay. Obviously, the classic question, who could you have over to dinner? Anyone dead or alive? Five people, no dietary restrictions, no any kind of other restrictions either. And like famous people, right? Like the the ultimate dinner party? No, it doesn't have to be. It could be like my aunt, Tony, because God, she makes me laugh and she pour the cocktails. Um, let's see. I would do my, uh, okay. So I'm going to go a little, a little obvious, a little celeb. Um, Rosie O'Donnell. Okay. Oh. I've met her once. I cried in her general direction. Cause I just could not even believe it. And she's like, are you okay? I'm like, I don't know. You're my Barbara. I'm not sure if I can. <laughs> she then invited me to her house. It never happened. Um, from sure security purposes. Cause she was like, Oh, who will kill me? Um, but I, she was my hero in my high school yearbook. I was obsessed with her on a talk show front. I was like, she is just the consummate TV host. I just think she is the gold standard. So I would love to have her um, balanced by, of course, basic and three, two, Oprah Winfrey, give me an Oprah Rosie combo. And then you two, because like, I feel like oh. this needs to, we need to like expand this friendship. So I'm going to throw you guys in there and then we'll do the cooking. You will do the cooking. You will, you will do the cooking. Um, you will elevate this palette. And then my friend, Megan Murphy, she is a, like to have her at this table, the specific table that I've crafted just as a witness, like just to uh-huh. be like, girl, this happened. And like, I have one person that knows that this happened. Um, and then also she is the ultimate entertainer. She is like the biggest diva ever. She's just like the most entertaining human being on earth. Um, so I would, I would throw her in the mix. Yeah. Love it. Well, I can't wait. I can't wait for the invite. I hope you're invited. And Rosie oblige. <laughs> oh my God. What? Maybe it's at Rosie's house. Yes. Finally. Not no. Finally. Finally. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, that's that's the dream dinner party. Or it's Montecito. We all just go to Oprah's. You know. Yeah, it's fine. We'll go to Oprah's. Yeah, it's, we'll, you know, we'll it's easier, happen. and then Ari and I won't have to cook. We can just enjoy ourselves for once. You know. <laughs> done <laughs> do we want to play our last game or do yeah let's yeah? play because they're a very little short game and it's, done. it's the either or okay it's the either or game all right whose dinner party would you rather attend Ooh. angelina's or brad's or jennifer aniston's oh wow at all of their homes yes oh wow um I'm going to say Angelina because I feel like there's like 
I'm just like, which one am I getting? You know, like, are you yeah. getting like 90s Angie or are you getting like Goodwill Ambassador Angie? I'm going with Angie. Yeah. Ari, what would you choose? I feel torn because I feel like Angelina now, like, I feel like I would learn the most at her house or just like I would, I would experience the most, but I don't think it would be the most fun. Like, I yeah. feel like maybe Brad's or maybe Jen's would be, would just be like more of a, a good time. I, I feel like Angelina's might be a little too serious. Yes, but I want I want like the dirt. I want to. I I just want to be like, oh, I saw it. You know. Yeah, I know. She's so. so who would you do? I'm thinking Brad. I just I just want to see what Brad is gonna whip up in his kitchen. Me too. You know? Oh no, not no. I think oh. maybe I answered this wrong. <laughs> Me too. What were we There's thinking? No we obviously need to go to Brad's house and he oh that mac and cheese he makes. Actually, and, um, to imagine leaving his house and then just like. Like calling a friend, but like doing it on purpose and like, oh, what'd you do last night? You listen to their story and then be like, oh, what'd you do? Mm-hmm. Well, sister. Yeah. You imagine. <laughs> you, you just <laughs> lost Jennifer a friend. Anderson, it might just be smart water. That would make me nervous. You know, oh, I'm smart. <laughs> I'm in Brad camp. Plus, God, I just thought, I thought once upon a time in Hollywood it was so good. But listen, we're not doing this for talent. We're doing this for who knows what. Okay. Okay. For having Next a night. One. For having a night, exactly. Yeah. Betty Davis or Joan Crawford. Oh, God. <laughs> both? Can I not do both? They are in a feud. You can't go to both. All right. I, I, I'm going to say Jones just to say I survived. Because yeah, Bet- yeah. Betty's, it's like, you know, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be, it's going to be, It's it will be unbelievable. You know this. Jones, mm-hmm. it's like, and then she did what? Like, that yeah. is like, I feel like that's what, yeah. 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 That's the what I want to do. To the most beautiful house in Brentwood. Yeah, yeah. I'm going. <laughs> Done. Send a car. <laughs> and finally, the cast of Love Island season one or season two. And we know they're all like your babies, but you know. I'm going to be wildly diplomatic. And I will say I am pulling together the Last Supper. It'll be the biggest table you've ever seen. More abs than you could possibly count. And I'm going to do both seasons together in the longest, you know, kind of dinner party. That's what I'm going with. And also, too, because I haven't met a lot of them. So, like, for me, like, that would be very enjoyable, like, kind of, like, reunion style. Like, oh, I get to meet you and, like, so yeah, cooking just us. not just nonstop <laughs> carrot sticks. So you guys have all the carrot sticks you could possibly want. Right, you get all the food. No, I <laughs> feel like they eat so much because they're always working out. Like I feel oh, like they true. can they can eat what I can eat. Perfect answer. Everybody, go watch Love Island so that you can hear his fabulous voice You're for many, so, many, many more hours. It's so good. There's never oh. been a show where there's commentary like that. It's so genius. I think. It's, I have a lot, a lot of fun doing it. I mean, we, the process is so fun. And then like when things get on air that you didn't think we're going to get on air, you're like, there is no way that this is, this is going to go anywhere. There was one line season one that I was like, there's no way this is being approved. And I recorded it once, which for me is like impossible. And they got it to air. And I was like, I would have recorded it again. Like that's crazy. So it's like, I would have done well. I would have, I would have really did it. Um, but it's, um, yeah, it's, it's just a, fun, fun, fun show. And it's addicting. It's so addicting. It's like mm-hmm. you, you, yeah, I, I'm the luckiest to be a part of it. Truly. I love well, that. We're the luckiest to have you. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh this was God. so fun. Thanks. We have one more question. Oh my God, we have one, one more question. question. All right. Uh, 
We ask all of our guests this, and it's it's uh, especially hilarious that you're here because if you are stuck on a desert island, okay. that was not Love Island. You were all alone, like okay. Tom Hanks on a desert island, and you could only have one type of chip. Oh, what would it be? Oh, okay. This is good because. I believe that I'm late to the party on this and I only discovered them in quarantine (laughs) and talk about having a night. I had several nights with these, with these bags and I had to literally stop cold Turkey because it got just really dangerous for me. Lime flavored Tostados. Yes, finally, Please. you are my. Have you been listening to the podcast? Because no, they are- no, I've no, I've listened to shows, but no one has said that that I've heard. They're my, they're my number one. Sophie does love them. I have you said that on a podcast? Maybe not on the show. Maybe just Chip Hour. You've said. Oh my it. god, they are. I'm just glad that you're in my camp because it is of those. It literally assaulted my senses the first time I had them. Like I literally was like, oh, I'm sorry. All the wasted time with these like Doritos and these like salt and pepper crinkle, like get out of here. Like let's put it this way. I had to go to a different supermarket for them because I go to Trader Joe's a lot. There's one right by my house and they don't have like name brands like that. And I had to go specifically for them. And that's when I knew we had a problem. Like, yeah. like, yeah. And they are the best. And then the dust on your fingers. Oh, my. oh and it's yeah. so good. And with even just the simplest of guacamoles, you could just mash an avocado. That's all you need. You so. don't even need anything. It, they're just, it's perfect. What a doll. Oh, God. I wish we were hanging out with him right now. He is just... He's so much fun. He uh, Immediately, you start talking to him and your mood brightens. Yes. Know? Totally. Totally. I know. Well, now that we're, I'm like looking outside, it's very gray. I'm very tired. Just no, re-listen to the episode. He made me feel alive. Yeah. Anyway, so lucky that we got to have him on. Thank you so much, Matthew. We hope your vocal cords stay nice and lubricated out there in the desert. That's right. We need you for season three of Love Island. So thank you to our editor. Thank you to all of our listeners. And hey, we'll see you guys for Chip Hour next week. That's right. Bye, guys. So long. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.